But now that we're done with Marvel Puzzle Quest, the podcast, we're going to start our real podcast. As soon as Dave gets done taking a hit. Yes, you vape. I see that. Very good. Hello, and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. And I am Cedius, and we are again Sans Perrin, but we have a guest. Please, hi, guest. Just texting the wife. Hello, I'm the guest. My name is Jonathan. And texting the wife is probably a safe plan. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I haven't dated anybody in a while. You might remember me from bands such as Stellar Vector, or Rear Window, or, as himself, Dissociate, or perhaps from Radio K, or from two weeks ago on this very podcast. Because that's how we do. Yes. That's right. I was trying a little Troy McClure there. Just a little flavor. And remember, you can check us out on scotch.xtlpodcast.com. Speaking of, of bad Simpsons references, I saw something that I, I, I want to share. Someone took uh, a, a mandala and then put Nelson from The Simpsons around it and said it was Nelson Mandela. Ooh. I thought it was a, a brilliant pun. I need to I need to forward that to Bob Alberti. Yes. Yes, he would appreciate he, that. He would be amused. But so, happy St. Patrick's Day to yes. all. And because it is St. Patrick's Day, or tomorrow. Well, <laughs> assuming this is posted on time, it's yeah. tomorrow. Close enough. We, uh, we're doing Scotch from Ireland. Well, single malt whiskey is from Ireland. Scotch from Ireland. <laughs> what I said. And so the first one we're doing is which one, Dave? The Sleeve Foy. Yes. I'm assuming it's that. I mean, it's, it's Gaelic, so who, who the fuck knows? Right. But it looks like Sleeve Foy. Never mind the cultural dissonance. Irish whiskey time. Irish whiskey time. So, uh... We've been holding to this tradition now for four years. Yeah. Yeah. This is our fourth single malt Irish. Ireland. Skyrish. 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 Skyrish whiskeys. As opposed to Skyrim whiskeys. Yes. Well, that's a whiskey that takes an arrow to the keg. Yes. Yes. Or at least it was whiskey until it took an arrow to the keg. Is that how that works? I don't know. I never played Skyrim. I I like how we paused for the listeners' obvious laughter at that joke. (laughs) Ooh, I'm digging on the lack of color on this. Yeah, I am too. This is a very light straw. Palest of pale. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like honeymead. Death drinks a pale scotch. Yes. Getting a lot of honey off the pour. Huh. Oh, yeah. A lot of honey off the pour. Not, well, now it's in my nose. I, I, mean, like the, I, mm. I was talking table. Now I was joking about the honeymead thing, but apparently... Mm. Apparently you weren't joking yeah, about the honeymoon. I'm very serious about honeymoon. I need to... Yeah, is there anything else in this, though? I know. I mean, not that I would complain. Maybe a little white fruit. I can't be more specific than that. Mm. Oh, it's an apple. I don't know. I'm, I'm still getting a touch of pear in there, too. So that's, why I'm, that's why I'm leaving it a white fruit. Because I, I think there's a little of both. Oh, there's, but there's definitely an apple in here. I won't argue against the pear. But there's definitely an apple in here. Not strong enough that I can call it out in terms of which. Not this time. Honestly, after the first couple of passes, though, I lost the honey. And now it's almost all the apple and, yeah. and, and pear. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is this is a beautiful scotch already. Are we just going to go ahead and call it Skyrish? Skyrish. And something else now that I've dug into it a couple of times, I'm trying to, to place it. Yeah, there's something in here that... I get right at the beginning, and then it goes away and gets replaced by the alcohol. Not that it's... it's a little darker. It's because... I mean, I'm, I'm smelling that white fruit thing, but almost like a... 
My brain wants to say prune, but that can't be right. Mm, it could be a plum. Maybe plum. I'm I'm just, getting, I was getting more. It tastes mm, dark. I'm getting more. I, I, I totally get. I totally get plum out of it. I'm getting vanilla bean, like the bean, not just vanillas. It's the bean. Like you're chewing on the pod. I'm getting a like a more of a plum wine mm-hmm. out of it. Like it, there's the the scent in there reminds me very much of uh, uh, the Japanese plum wine choya. Hmm. I can see where you're going with that. Like when I eat the plum out of the plum wine, like this is that's. Don, if you ever decide you're gonna do plum wine, like you know, like a choya on your on your show, like I, I'm yeah, totally we're, down. Yeah, we're totally there for that. Down, down, mm-hmm. absolutely. Or, or, or I, you, sake in general, I'd be down for it too. But I, you know, well, yeah, but she's got a wine show. Rice wine. And, sake's um, rice wine. Yeah. I'm also getting a, a a floral on top of this. Maybe a mm-hmm. maybe a little lavender. Oh, I can see that. This is surprisingly complex. I mean, it's, it's, it's gone through like three different variations as, as, as I've stuck my nose in this. So I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I've seen this one for a couple of years and, and not picked it up before. And uh, we'll, we'll see if that was a poor choice or not. But mm-hmm. the, the nose is making me happy. This, this, yeah, this, this might become potpourri if I don't like the taste of it. <laughs> don't you don't, I, hopefully you don't like the taste of it. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm enjoying this one quite a bit. And honestly, uh, I cut my teeth on whiskey uh, with flavored whiskeys, and honey whiskey was the one that kind of got me into tasting whiskey at, at the at the beginning, which is really rich, syrupy stuff. You know, but this is more, if uh, obviously considerably more refined. But the fact that it has those honey notes in it, it kind of makes you appreciate the rest of the flavors that are in this whiskey. With you that take it back. Up. Yep. Yep, you do. Yeah. If, you, if, if you take this in the palate, make sure it is sat a little while before you breathe in through your mouth. This, this was I was trying to get some flavors off of it, and I got some burn. <laughs> I just swished it around in my mouth, and I got I got none of the flavors that I was that I was looking for. It was just it was just malt and and alcohol on it, guys. The lightest touch of honey vanilla on top of that, but otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty much just the maltiness. Like I said, there's some alcohol kick on the start, even if you don't have your mouth open like an idiot. Because you know, don't do that. If you're gonna drink scotch, you know, breathe out through your mouth. Don't mm-hmm. breathe in through your mouth. That's that's recipe for pain. Certainly has more in the nose than it does in the palate. Mm-hmm. And the finish is very short, so it's really mm-hmm. hard to find anything in it. If this thing tasted like it smelled, this awesome. would be one of my favorites. By far. What did you think, John? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I really want it to be a bit sweeter and a bit richer, but um, it does kind of evaporate quickly. You're expecting it to linger on the tongue a bit longer than it does. But that said, what is there, and it may only be there for a, a split second, I enjoy quite a bit because it has that nice honeyish flavor that I really like. It's just that poof, it's gone all too quickly. Yeah, whereas I didn't feel like I got any of that. I just I, mm-hmm. I just felt the malt and I'm sure this is another one that's gonna numb my lips. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> yep. We got work to do. Nose got lighter. Floral's still there. Yeah, it's very floral now. Honey's still there. Kind of lost the, the white fruits. I mean, it's it's 
buried, but it's not nearly what it was. I'll see if it comes back with further passes. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really getting the fruits back that much. It's got really bitey since I added the water to it. Like it's yeah, it hits burning on the, a lot it's on the more. finish a lot more, but yeah, yeah it, it it's not very not not smooth. It's not a pleasant finish either. I would say <clears throat> but the thing I would say about it is that more of the flavor comes out in the palate and then the finish just kinda hits you with the baseball bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps with spikes in it. I don't yes. know if I added more water or less than you guys because I think it smoothed out a little. I'm not getting hit with the alcohol nearly as hard. The palate doesn't have much to say though. That's... No, that is actually that was one of the points that I was going to bring up is that while the palate is much more mild, it's real like none of the flavors are coming out on it. Yeah, it, I, I'm just getting malt now. There, there's there's a a numbing burn to the tongue. Yeah that I get afterwards, but that is with the maltiness, the extent of the finish. Lingers a little bit longer, the finish does. It also just might be that it, it's that long enough and I haven't done a, a cleanse in the same level that I had previously. Added a little bit more water and that's it. Mm. No, okay, never mind. It doesn't smooth out any. Again, lies to you. It's it Maybe it. in the mid-game it's smooth, but yeah, it still has the spiky... Spiky bat of doom towards the end. See, then I must have just hit the sweet spot because this got... I mean, it's not Tom and Tool smooth, but it got smooth mm-hmm. for me. Still spikes a little bit at the start of the finish, and then, like I said, it, it, it tongue-numbingly sits there for a bit. Yeah, it's uh, its bark is better than its bite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, I tend to find with, with scotches and whiskeys that I enjoy... There's a cumulative enjoyment that occurs as I drink more of it. This one kind of had an inverse effect, and I liked it less the more I drank it. I would not disagree with that. I am getting a, like, Hull's lemon drop. There's the lemon dropness to it, but it's kind of got a little bit of a medicinal, uh, methanol-y bit to it. Yeah. In the finish, which I have this twisted thing where that kind of appeals to me. Because I've been sick often enough in my life that anything that reminds me of feeling better, <laughs> I, I, I have pleasant associations with. So, this hits me in a sweet spot in a weird way. Uh, it's not for everyone. Yeah, it is not for me. Yeah, the, the medicinal qualities of it have, have, have certainly picked up as I've continued on. What do we got? 46. Hmm. Explains the sharpness. Well, yeah, I mean, it is eight years, so you really can't... Also that... You really can't expect it to be super smooth. So for an eight-year... The silhouette of Sleafoy Mountain Range rises above Cooley Distillery, resembling a sleeping Finn, Finn McCool, the legendary Irish folk hero. Finn McCool. Finn, yeah, Finn That's McCool. I know, right? <laughs> I know, Sean the McCool. smooth, single-malt Irish whiskey is a legendary as well, carefully aged for eight years, lying in wait at Cooley Distillery. Sleeve Foy is a classic Irish whiskey hand-selected for discerning single-malt enthusiasts, aged to perfection and bottled at an unprecedented higher proof Leave Foy Irish whiskey is as legendary as its homeland in Northern Ireland. Yeah, uh, it's, it's only it's, 40, it's North Irish. It's only forty-six percent, so I don't know what they're 
unprecedented higher proof. Is. Well, for for an Irish single malt, that might be the highest proof we've had. That I mean, wasn't a casting. For Irish, it might be the highest proof that's out there. I mean, who knows? But as far as single malts go, that's certainly. And so far as the lack of tasting notes is concerned, right? There was nothing. You'll notice they didn't even try. No. I mean, they, they, they name-dropped Finn McCool, mm-hmm. but that might have been the strongest play they had. Yeah, I'll, I'll, from my recollection, most of them, I mean, the, the, the Kanmara, I want to say, had a little bit more to say. The Nepo Castle, I don't remember if it had much, but I mean, generally speaking... I'm going to have to look and see if I can't find one of these that's older, because... I don't know that I've seen anything older, but... I would love to know if the older one hits home with that honey smell. Right, right. That's exactly what I'm, I'm kind of hoping for, is that I can find oh, But I, I, I will remind mm-hmm. everyone that older is not necessarily better. We have had things where the younger one was the better. Yeah, but uh, the younger one was good. Well, okay. <laughs> Touche. So, well, you know, even something that's bad can be better and yes. still bad. Well, yes, but... Speaking of relative bad. I would, you know, it'd be nice if I could find like a 12 or a, even a 15 of this and just see... The nose on this is amazing. And the the body is just just not... Even wet, it, like it, it mellows it so that you don't hate yourself for drinking it right away. That comes later. <laughs> um, so the it's full of loathing. Yeah, seeping. You know, all consuming loathing. I I certainly wouldn't. If somebody handed this to me at anywhere, and I, I probably wouldn't turn it down. I'd ask for some water. I'm not saying I'd drown it, but it seemed like the more water I put in it, the better it tasted. And at a 46, bring it down to the 30 to 35 that a lot of people recommend. I mean, maybe that's you know, not such a bad plan. Such a bad plan. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to try it cold to see if that helps it at all. I'd be yeah. interested to hear. Uh, and that being said, I I had high hopes for it after the nose. And perhaps that colored my judgment, but I think something should taste at least similar to what it smells like. So I'm... I'm going to go 2-2, two, because two, I'm really disappointed in it. So uh, your mom says that she's disappointed in you, and you know you fucked up hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also will say that the bait-and-switch of the nose and palate uh, was disappointing. It's not the first time we've had that happen, and so mm-hmm. maybe I'm just getting a little jaded. I'm not going to let that affect my score quite as much as it did Dave. I think for what he's rated two twos before and what I've rated things in that ballpark before are much worse than this was. Uh, I don't feel I can give it worse than a two six, but I don't feel it deserves any better. I'm gonna go two five. Again, the nose was downright intoxicating. I loved the honey notes. I wanted to taste them. Instead, got the spiky baseball mat. I was trying to find the goodness in it initially, and I felt like I was tasting it initially, but Again, it was one of those weird uh, instances where the more I drank it, the less I liked it. And uh, therefore, that's as high as I can go. Yeah. The, the more you drink it, the less you like it. It's a sign of bad liquor everywhere. Yeah, well, and, and that's that's just it. It's like it, I did not want to drink more. 
because every every time it was just worse. Mm-hmm. And even if I added water every time, it still just did not get better. Well, so, the Irish have a chance to redeem themselves. They do. They do have a chance to redeem themselves. But while we're waiting, guest. Hello. Tell us a story. <laughs> Tell us a story. Tell us a story. Oh, man. You've done so many exciting things. I suppose. Um, Tell us a story. Okay, so it's 2002, out of college for a year, and a couple of grad student buddies are doing a theater production of Heiner Miller's Do Hamlet Machine. Uh, It's a notoriously dense text that the German playwright Heiner Miller started out with, well, the legend is he started out with hundreds of pages, distilled it down to four pages, and it's one of the densest texts you will ever experience. So, uh, long story short, uh, the two grad students, two actors, and myself end up going to Amsterdam to uh, uh, theater congress at the university there, and we were committed to perform an eight-hour performance of the Hamlet machine, and uh, where I'm going with this isn't as much about the the theater experience as much as the cultural experience of being in Amsterdam and how the bikes just rule. <laughs> okay, if you are a pedestrian and if you are on the bike path and you get hit by a bike, you immediately apologize to the bicyclists for being in their way and allowing yourself to be hit and in their bike ride. So one of the nights, it was after rehearsal, we were maybe two days away from this eight-hour performance, uh, walking from our host house to a corner shop to get food. Um, My blood sugar was drastically low. I was kind of spacey, not paying attention. Lo and behold, I wander into the bike path. And it's fairly late at night. There's no traffic, but of course, there are two people riding on a single bike cruising down the bike path going get out of the way and being in my very unenergetic lethargic state i had enough time to turn my head slowly and i got bowled over by a bicycle (laughs) and they immediately started chewing me out because i was the pedestrian i was in the bike path totally my fault all i could do was apologize so yeah if you're in Amsterdam, don't walk in the bike path, people. Well, that's good to know. My yeah. company has an office in Amsterdam. Don't, so. walk, don't walk in the bike path. I will... Uh... You might explain why they have an office in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> but during that story, my, uh, my uh, little glass of scotch has magically filled itself. So this is Hyde, number one, President's Cask. Aged ten years, limited. Look, I want to see something. Hibernia Distillers is the uh, the thing at the top. It, 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 I find it odd with most of the single malts in Scotland. The this distiller is a numbered, numbered ooh, bottle. The, the the distiller is usually the name that you see on the label. Where with the Irish single malts, there seems to be only. A handful of distillers that do single malts, but those single malts have lots of different lines. So, for instance, I know that the Turconnell and the Conmara come out of the same distillery, but 
there's Turconnell and there's Kanmara, which is weird to me. It's also the same distillery, uh, to my understanding, that makes uh, Two Gingers, which is a, a local Irish whiskey that everyone seems to enjoy. Which Owned by Jim Beam. Yes, owned by Jim Beam. Which is owned by Centauri. Yes. So, and they, they make like five or six different uh, whiskeys at the, at the one distillery, all under completely different labels. Yeah, so this is bottled 506 out of 5,000, bottled on March of 2015. I'm surprised they don't give the actual date. Yeah. A lot of times they do. It makes so, it seem more official. Let's smell this bastard. Hmm. I need to hit the, the coffee. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that when you're done, too. Yeah, this, this is a... It's not a pale straw. No, it, 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 it's borderline on amber. It, it's... Got some color to it. Getting a strong earthiness in the nose. Me too, but then again, I was just smelling the coffee. Hey, hey, yeah. Earthiness is an apt description. Yeah, I'm still getting it because I'm not yeah, getting that sweetness of the previous yeah. one that we did. And um, it's a dark. I, I mean, to play with the stereotype, I'd love to be able to say Heather, but I don't know that it's really the right answer. An earthy meadow of some Yeah, I'm getting a, like meadow with wildflowers and yeah. grass. Mm. Not quite. No, no, no. It's not fresh cut, I'm, but there's definitely a grass. I'm, I'm, I'm playing more of the like meadow with blooming clover. Yeah. It's got a little brightness to it, but overall it's very dark and earthy. The like grassy glen in the forest. It's a painted Maybe picture. some. The enchanted forest of Hyrule. Pine? Hmm. If I wanted to dig for a negative, maybe. I mean, pine doesn't really appeal to me, so. I'm not a gym person, but no. I'm going to reset again and go back and see that doesn't I'm just going to dive in. What's your move? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, it, it hasn't really changed. I'm, I'm still kind of getting this clover-strewn meadow, maybe in the middle of a forest, touch of honey on top of it. This is one that is, is perplexing. I'm not going to rule out pine after drinking. It almost feels like that pine is on your breath more than in your taste buds. Right, like yeah. Like you breathe it out almost as if the same way you breathe out the pine in gin or something. Yeah. No, no, no. I, it, it is. It, it, it feels like it's in the vapor more than... And there's some, but there's something under it. Kind of... I mean, dirty as in unclean, but dirty as in dirt-like soil. Yeah. yeah. The earthiness is being pretty literal there. Yeah. yeah. But it's not unpleasant. And the pine isn't overwhelming. No. And there's more to it than than just those two. I just can't. <clears throat> this is going to sound more wrong than I intend it to be, but it's kind of varnish. I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. hmm. And I think that's where the pineness is coming from. It, 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 it's a wood finish on the wood. So it's, it's like you face planted on the floor of a roller skating rink and your tongue kind of caught some of the some of the boards. Hmm. Or a bowling alley. But no, the, there's still the the earthiness, almost a mossiness under it. I mean, it's, it's yeah, certainly not... I could see a mossiness. Yeah, it, 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 it's not what I would have expected from the nose, for the most part. I mean, the honeyness was there. It, it's got a little touch of sweetness. And there was... Not insignificant burn. On this is also 46. Unprecedented levels of alcohol. I mean, what are the odds? I mean, you just happened to find another one. 
Man, if I could have planned that, I would have been even better. But I don't plan that far in ahead. No, you don't plan at all. No. As much plan as we do with picking four scotches to have for the month. Yep. Hmm. How do I phrase when I'm trying to get... It's almost like the scent disappeared. It's yeah, so it got, subtle. It got it's much so more subtle. subtle, yeah. Especially compared to the previous, where it was so bold in the mm-hmm. nose. This one is the opposite of bold. Yeah, prior to doing the reset, it had almost gone to a, like, cornmealness to it, but now I've done the reset, and now I'm getting the same thing you guys are getting, where it's, it's really gotten light. I'm getting a very light, faint crying. It's almost like you're in a boat near the forest, so mm. you're sort of getting the smell of it, but you're mainly smelling the water, if anything at all. Yeah. See, 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 see with, with the water... I like that. With with the water, I'm I'm getting the whole. I just put the Murphy's oil soap on the, the on the boards at McDonald's as I was cleaning, and I and I've come back after it's dried, and that's the wood smell I'm getting. I mean, that's oh man, yeah. at least it's shiny. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting a a wood finish or a wood soap smell. The more pleasant notes have gone away. I'm getting I'm getting maybe a hint of like just raw lumber under it, not necessarily pine lumber, just you know, Home Depot in the lumber section. I that is not the sound of redemption. Really isn't. No. But it is it is what it is. I mean I'm yeah. not trying to redeem it, I'm not trying yeah. to crucify it. I'm just, you know, I'm, it is what it is. Absolutely. The palette wet is non non existent. I mean it's it might as well be water on a This almost feels like it needs to be maybe this is a bit harsh, but relegated to a glass of ginger ale. You played into one of our jokes, not knowing it. So, the full story is that during the tenure that Dave and I had in Scotch Club, mm-hmm. it became the habit of the host, uh, the four of us rotating, uh, because we got to keep the bottles at the end of the night for our mm-hmm. hosting session, where each of us had brought one. The host tended to splurge and buy something a little pricier than our minimum. Sure. I had the misfortune of, in my first run doing that, uh, purchasing the Springbank 15, which was a $90 bottle, which was nearly double the minimum requirement mm-hmm. we had for, the, for our, our club. It was not the most expensive thing we'd had at the club. Dave started high, set the bar high on that one. But it was up there. And the kindest thing we could do to it was put it in ginger ale. It was not good <laughs> at all. And so but, for bad scotches, we say, oh, this would, this would be good with ginger ale. And so that, 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 that has become code. Gotcha. Um, and, and there have been a couple of scotches that were terrible by themselves, but were brilliant in the ginger ale. Uh, the Springbank 15 being one of the two, um, at about a four-to-one mix, you, 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 you could get pretty lit because uh, you, could, you could knock it back, and it was just you know slightly alcoholic ginger ale. It, it didn't upset the flavor too much, or it would enhance the ginger ale flavor. Sure, sure. Uh, the same was true of the Glenmorangie Aster, which the other good use I put to that was literally as aftershave. Because it was a cast strength, so it was high alcohol content. Waste nuts. Indeed. Yes. You know, some, some beverages just need to play with others. And because that one was a cast strength, you could do that one at 6 to 1 and still get pretty lit pretty fast <laughs> if you were in your ginger ale. I am not getting anything off of this, so I will be happy if you guys can drink and say something 
good or bad. Well, here, here, here's what I will say. Um, I think I put in less water than you did, and I'm having the same experience. Um, so if this gets touched with water, just like just kiss it, just kiss it, just just a drop. Get your eyedropper out. With the tiny pour, I mean the consistent level of water that I put in everything um, for for consistency's sake. Dave's not wrong. It's got to be smooth and didn't taste like much of anything. I mean, it was, it, it's still more than water, but it is less than scotch. But you can just knock this. I mean, you, you, you could drink this with a meal and, and you know, not be sipping it. it would, if you want to get messed up, add a little bit of water to this and just go to town. I mean, it's got a little bit of the oak, you know, the oak alcohol finish on there, but... You know, nothing that we, we said during the, what it needed, comes through at all. And I, I don't know if that's bad or if that's good. It's certainly relatively mediocre all the way around. Yeah, I did a palate reset. There's, there's just nothing here. A little maltiness, little wood. It's, it's flavored water that will, in sufficient quantity, mess you up. And so if that's what you're looking for, cool. But if you're looking for a scotch, if you're looking for something to savor, if you're looking for something to sit quietly on an evening, probably isn't it. But this in a flask, a con with a little bit of water and pass it around to anybody, no one's going to not like it. No one's going to love it. But, you know, there might be a few grimaces and shudders. But, uh... No, you know, honestly, if you brought this to con and gave it away... I don't think you'd get one complaint or anybody who would nope. say say boo about it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because, you know, it's free con booth and people rarely complain about free con booth. But, yeah, I, in, in terms of things, I, I will say that in my experience with a flats with scotch and, and, and sharing with various people, because my tastes tend towards the, the, the peaty and the smoky, I generally only give the peaty smoky to the people who I know will appreciate it or the people I want to only ask me once for a drink ever. <laughs> um, this is not. This is something that I could give to anybody. I would expect them to be able to swallow it and not go, "Oh, what the fuck was that?" Some of them are going to go, "Hey, that was really smooth." And if you get drunk, oh, that's scotch. And, Ooh, fancy! It's a scotch I can like. Um, scotch drinkers are going to go, "Wow, that was boring." Depending on your intention to what you put the use of this to, <clears throat> will greatly determine uh, how much you like this. Yeah, I think that's a very apt description, too. Context is everything with yeah. this one. I, I, I mean, Amelia's that's true of everything. Yeah. But I would say more so for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you're going in expecting that scotch complexity, it's... Yeah, which, yeah. Yeah, frankly... I mean, it's I mean, this being a limited edition sherry cask finish... Yeah, and the sherry and, really did not come through. No, no, it really did not... Maybe that hint of sweetness that I was getting, and that was that was it. Yeah, I, I, which one? I, 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 mean, I read that. I read that, and I looked. I, you know, I looked for it, and I couldn't find it. Rugged West Cork provides the perfect maturing conditions for our exceptional ten-year single malt Irish whiskey. Distilled in a copper pot still, hide whiskey has been aged in flame-charred first fill. That's why, oak bourbon casks. And finished in vintage cherry casks, cut in small batches with fresh West Cork spring water and non-chill filtered for a more original character. We've had plenty of, of first fill 
charred barrels that don't even find. So you know, I I've, I've never been a a fan of the. Our first fill is the virgin cast. No. Oh, okay. The virgin cast is the one I hate. Yeah, vir- virgins tend to not go well with either of us. First no. fills tend to be okay. I mean, it's the first run post tournament. Yeah, right, and that's okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The virgin casts are terrible. Yeah, you know, there was so much that I wanted to be here. John, I'm going to let you go. Okay. Tell us what you think about it. I kind of was intrigued by how mild and earthy the nose was when we had it neat. I'm not sure what that was setting me up for. So when I first sipped it, I was expecting more. I don't know what exactly. Perhaps I was hoping for something a bit sweeter. It's almost like I want to take the nose of the first whiskey we had and have that translate into the flavor of this one. But again, mm. just didn't really happen. And uh, generally, I wanted more. It just didn't have the mid-range, didn't have the excitement, didn't have the body. So I would probably give it a 2.5. And again, the context of how you're drinking it, what you're expecting, it might you might find it more enjoyable. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you a question because you rated now both of the Irish single malts 2.5. Which yeah. one did you like more, or were they really even keel but for different reasons? First one, loved the nose, was excited about it. The first sip I enjoyed gradually went down in enjoyment. This one, I appreciated how subtle it was initially, and it kind of just stayed at the same level the whole time, and I wanted to have a little pinch of excitement someplace, and I just was not getting it. So... Perhaps the second one is more of a disappointment, even though it's the same rating. The first one, it just... The only thing it had going for it was the nose for me in the first sip, and then it was downhill. Okay. Dave? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this one neat, because it is just solely a disappointment, but not that it was a strong backer neat. It had... Some flavor, neat, as far as the pine and the mossy earthiness. It wasn't peaty, but it was kind of like a like a like a dirt moss. I didn't didn't hate it, didn't love it, but I liked it better than the last one, which was the smell was all that was good about it. I think I'm also gonna give it a two five. I am trying to decide how I want to go about rating this one, because on a pure taste level and expectation level and complexity level, it did not do well at all. On the other hand, as something that I could give to people, introduce people to the concept of of single malt with, gradually ease them into things. I mean, I with with this, Dave's shaking his head over here. You've got to rate it like... Like you, because if you rate it based off of another characteristic, it skews your numbers. That's fair, but where I was going with that... Excuse three years of data. I know. I well, Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm putting in all these caveats, and the people just look at the summary page and fuck them for not listening to the episode. I 
I'm trying to decide whether or not this deserves to be better or worse than the last one. I was the most generous, but not by much, on the last one. I want to say the initial flavors, the, the Sleep Boy impressed me more than the High did. But honestly, there are times that what I want is something that I can knock a few back quickly so I can chillax a little bit and, and let my muscles kind of you know, do their thing. And so on, on a flavor level, I think 2.5 is, is the right set. On a, is it useful to me in other ways? I might have given it as much as the 2.7, but Dave is correct uh, that in, in terms of skewing the numbers, um, I should try to be clear with what things are. And so I, I think really 2.5 is where I need to put it. it, it it's a little bit less on flavor, but it is stronger on what I could do with it. Oh, certainly. Than the I, other. I won't deny any of your, your, your caveats and statements about what it could, what it could be used for. I However, will, I will argue that for myself and the purposes that I would drink it myself, it wouldn't be about the flavor, and, and therefore I want the wet to have it knock it back. So, but yeah, it's just a little, little disappointing, but we've had worse. Yes. We've had much worse. And I'm glad I wasn't here for those. <clears throat> Well, our, our absent host would tell you that before he joined this podcast, he used to have a saying, and that saying was, I'd never met a scotch I didn't like. Ha. We solved that, was, that problem. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> he can no longer say that. Well. But he does like to tell that story. Yeah. So, guest, we've given you two weeks. Give us another toast. Well, again, I'd like to thank you guys for having me on and experiencing all the wonderful treats and tasting of the whiskey, and it was a, a grand learning experience. I'm going to give a toast. Actually, you're going to wait. I'm going to give. I am going to wait. Because I have something I want to pimp. Because no. they skip right, right past it. Oh, we my. always do. We always do. So Don't forget to pimp. So St. Patty's Day yeah, is is tomorrow, in theory. A uh, couple weeks out from now is Die Laughing, the 50-hour comedy marathon that Fearless Comedy Productions puts on. I will be there. I haven't decided, as of this recording, whether or not I'm doing anything as part of the show yet, but there is some chance that I might sneak some stand-up in there somewhere possibly get involved with a pun game if it, if it gets played again uh, and maybe be involved with some improv if uh, the situation calls for it. So, well, And don't we, as every year, put our podcast up for auction? As a matter of fact, Dave, we do. And that is exactly what I was hoping you would segue <laughs> into. We, as part of our silent auction, uh, will be putting up a guest spot on this show. You will come, you will drink scotch with us, and you will get to uh, wax philosophic about how you feel about what you drank. And um, typically speaking, part of that is that we let you take your favorite of the four home with you. This is why our podcast made the most money at the side of an auction last year. Next to Geeks Without God that always beats us, and so I don't count that. But we weren't last. We were not last. And that's what's really important. We did be Vernon Brew. Yes! <laughs> Which sadly no longer exists. But we did beat Vernon Brew the year yes. we could. So we are proud. In fact, I think we beat AON last year too. <laughs> Which makes it happen. 
Suck it, guys. I mean, thanks. Because uh, this is their old mic. So, uh, that's happening. One last bit of that. If you want to see me in pain, I'm sure there's going to be a challenge that goes out to all Fearless members. I, uh, I know we did it last year. It's likely to come back that there will be chocolate-covered things that should not be covered in chocolate that should not be eaten ever or maybe not be eaten in the form we're eating them. We have no idea what we're getting. And for a certain amount of money, you can torture me. Uh, and by that, I mean you have to donate a specific amount of money to call out who you want to have it happen to. Or you can roll the random... I think it's going to have to be like 2d10, or no, d10 plus d20 this year to get everybody. We've got a lot, we've got more members. That's what I'm getting at. All right. But that's happening. And it will be live-streamed at dielaughingmarathon.com. Chocolate-covered anything, you say? It, well, it's not chocolate-covered anything. It's chocolate-covered whatever we happen to have. So okay. last year, options were chocolate-covered garlic clove. I would eat that. Chocolate-covered green olive. Chocolate-covered pickled herring, which is what I ended up with. Oh, no. Fuck you, whoever donated that money. <laughs> no, no, here's the question. Will you be able to donate online? Yes. So you don't even have to go. You can donate from the comfort of your own couch. And on the live stream, watch my tortured, tortured face. Which will be priceless. It, it was entertaining. Uh, the first bite, I got all chocolate and no herring. Which meant the second bite was a whole lot of herring. And for the record... Norwegian though I might be, I hate pickled herring. So, that was... I think pickled herring is more of a fin thing, but... Well, okay. I mean, there's ludicrous, but... Scandawatvian. It's that general area. In either case, it's been in my family. I've been exposed to it for a number of years. I can't be around the smell of it, let alone taste it. So, I hate you so very much, whoever donated to make me do that. But thank you for your money. It all worked out. It all worked out in the end. Yeah. We did meet our goal. Uh, our goal is going to be a little bit higher this year. We've got a lot we, uh, we want to put on. And I am now part of the committee that helps select the shows, so all the more reason to uh, throw money at me and so you can make fun of me. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes that. Yeah. Yeah, we should like make fun of you. Worth it's totally worth it. Yep. Torture, torture, torture. That, 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 that's our bread and butter. Just remember, it's not you're not doing it because it's a worthy cause. You're doing it to torture CDs. Because that is the best cause of all. Well... And then, I mean, of course, you're, you're giving money to, to Fearless Comedy, which is also great. But, I mean, torturing CDs. So good. And not that many people get that many options to do it these days. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that is what it is. So, anyway, back to the toast. Back to the toast, guest. Yes, okay, guest um, who is a member of band Rear Window, checks out on Facebook, Dissociate, also Facebook, DissociateSound.com. And seeing that St. Patrick's Day, you may be inclined to imbibe or indulge a bit more than is normal. Um, We're going to toast that we all do it safely. And try not to switch your brain off completely, because there are many people around you who have smartphones, who may record <laughs> whatever stupid thing you may say or do. Don't live with that regret. Here's the seaway. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. He, he got me into Marvel Puzzle Quest recently. Okay. It's probably, which, which I play on Steam and not mobile. Yeah, so. I play okay. the, the mobile version, because... I need something to do with them on the crapper. My, my, my problem with the mobile version is my smartphone is 
No. Oh, God, that thing just drains battery. It, it, it drains battery hard, and the other problem is that... I mean, I have a 3,200 milliamp hour battery, and that mm -hmm. thing just... Wow. Well, the other problem with it is the mm -hmm. updates are huge, and I yeah. don't have a lot of space on my phone to start with. So I pretty much have to clear the data out of everything except Marvel Puzzle Quest to download the update. Wow, that's and it's really hard. pissed at the Steam and the and the. And the if you make the mistake like, of clearing out the data on your Marvel Puzzle Quest mm -hmm. to be able to get back into your account, you have to play the tutorial levels all over again. Wow, that's not which blows. Yeah, um, Puzzle and Dragons. It takes a while. Yeah, it starts started off in Japan. And there's a Japanese server where all of the updates happen first, and then sure. it migrates to the European server, then yeah. to the United States server, so we get stuff last. Mm -hmm. And so there's normal dungeons, which you have to clear. There's special dungeons that rotate, but then they also have what's called urgent dungeons. So, like, if you want to farm certain cards to give the best experience to your monsters. Mm -hmm. This dungeon will appear at this time of day for one hour, and you just kind of have to spam it. Mm. So this game actually has a pad guide app that will send you alarms when certain dungeons go live to ensure that you can get the special things that you really want to get. I'll be right back. What, what are you doing? You don't, you've got to work. Yes. But then in your monster box, you have all your different characters. The artwork's actually pretty impressive in a lot of cases. And then um, they have uh, magic stones as the currency. Sure. And sure. if you get five magic stones, you can pull from the rare egg machine, which is where you get the really powerful cards. Because right. there's certain power cards that you can farm by completing dungeons, but mm. they're never as good as the right. ultra-rare and that's where they get get you within purchases. Yeah, microtransactions. Yeah. No, my, yeah. my major issue with Marvel Public Quest is that the developers care only about the people that have been there since day one. Oh, And okay. if you come in... I, I mean, I came in late to the party to the point where, I mean, the, the game's been out for a little over two years now, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I've only been in it for about 150 days, maybe 160. And so I'm, you know a year and a half behind and they're doing things that are just not easy. I mean they've recently taken away being able to regrind the level level over and over again to get the paltry amount of power up crystals that you could sure. get mm -hmm. to the point where now you can only get things by going and then doing the stuff that happens on a daily basis mm -hmm. and the daily basis stuff unless you're powerful enough to be able to succeed and even the base of the, of the dailies you can't do the dailies I mean it's just broken Oh, that's messed up. They well, they do that powered up thing, where like they'll either give you powered up guys versions of your guys, or they'll give you powered up. There was one where it was they were literally just giving me uh, characters you didn't have, three characters I didn't have at like super high levels, and mm. so that's super fun because like there's no. But generally, something that's that's something you can only do once a day, unless it's one of the really odd ones where you can reuse those characters but it's uh, well like that specific one was done but it's still had I think like seven different uh, victory options or seven different items to, to pull off of it. so is there a set level you have to use that team on or is it yeah, something yeah, where you yeah. get these characters for one thing and you can choose no, which there's, there's, well, yeah, there, there's, yeah. There, there's some fights that you can only do once period 
mm-hmm. and you get yeah. that set, and, and you're good. There's there's some that you can only do up to four or five times, and then it's locked down. The dailies seem to have a seven limit. Um, the story mode ones, like the the Hulk one that's going on now. Well, okay, so so the way that works is you've got story mode stuff, and there's there's a bunch of different stages, and each stage you can generally replay as many times as you want. The problem is, is every time you replay it, the number of points you get for that stage goes down. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so it's, it's diminishing returns. Who um, who developed that game? D3. D3. Okay. Yeah. Whoever did, they love the microtransactions because they they really want you to spend $100. Oh, yeah. Like, like they're, they're not even into, like, they're not even remotely opaque about it. They're like, hey, buy this. It's going to cost you, like, we're going to, this is going to cost you, like, $100. You should totally do it. Oh, totally do it. Like, they've got this, and this is the part that really super pisses me off, is that you have to spend money mm-hmm. to have a chance at doing anything remotely okay. Mm-hmm. And that super pisses me off. Like, you can't you can't grind to get the decent characters. Like I got the first storm up to up to level fifty, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, like I was able to grind her up there, but you can't. So like you get you get your 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 character, and he starts at level. If he's a one star, he starts at level one. If he's a two star, he starts at level fifteen. A three star, he starts at forty. I don't know what four and five star. Four stars start at seventy, and five stars start at two fifty. One stars cap at fifty. Some some cap forty depending on whether or not they have two or three abilities. Wow. Right. Okay. Uh, and so you can't just like level them. Mm-hmm. You have to get a sec like they're all comic book covers. So you have to get a second cover to give them a new power so that you can increase the level. And then for each groupings of powers, they have a level cap. And so yes. Yeah, so 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 to to. to Get there. So a three power character gets thirteen points of, of skills across the three that you can have. So you can go mm-hmm. five five three or you can go five four four. But to get more points in that color, you either have to get that specific cover with that specific color, or you need to spend some of the in-game currency, which you get uber slowly. And the only thing you should use that currency for is buying roster slots if you would plan on having an extended roster. And um, okay. so and it gets worse than that because some of them you can't even use that extra currency to mm-hmm. get the extra powers. Well, well once you have the first of that power you can spend the currency to get it. Not every time. Okay. I guess I I've, I've never bought the powers with the currency so I have no idea what So and it's all them. fucking random. Yeah. And yeah, some colors are are rare covers, right? So, so for, for for instance, level the the two star Thor, the um, red and the yellow powers, uh, not that hard to get. The green power, which is his best power, is rare. It sucks, and so it's just. Well, yeah. Like I'm waiting for for the level for the one star Iron Man. I'm waiting for the the next blue 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 because blue is retardedly awesome. It's the fucking Guyver chest cannon, basically. Okay. Go, yeah, and the yeah. guy dies. Like, it's great. It also Stumps takes forever. It's like 18 <laughs> points. Yeah, it's, 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 I think it's 19 blue. 
Yeah, it's, 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 a 18, it's a lot. It's eighteen or nineteen. It's and and, it's and you and you get and you get a point for matching one of that color. So if you so when you match three, you get three. Okay, so you have like four, a a puzzle board that yeah, you have shit around and, and you can now, now if if you match four, it destroys the entire row and you get the four. points for whatever is in the row. Okay. Um, hey, it's. It's, so, it's a it's a great little bejeweled game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a super. Is it a six by five board? Uh, uh, eight no. by eight. Yeah, eight by eight. Okay, it's a fairly big board. I think that's. I think that's, Excuse me. I think that's the standard bejeweled board. Uh, I'm also kind of disappointed in in, in uh, Storm's hit points because she's yeah at he, level fifty. She's got way fewer points than Tony does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well. That's because there's different kinds of characters. There's yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. She's broken. Storm would be broken if she had 2,000 hit points right now. Yeah, there, there, there's basically utility characters, there's DPS characters, and there's tank characters. Tony's a tank, which can also... Okay. And he can do uber damage, but, it, right. he, but all of his stuff costs a lot. Well, um, the rest's not that expensive. And... Storm is... DPS. Um, she the the, the one the star board. has a, a a dot effectively. Well, she's she's board manip, which is yeah. She well, she's also board manip. Super, super powerful. So like board changing or just converting. Um, she, uh, her green power whacks a lot of things on the board. Fourteen. And, okay. Four, just take fourteen removes them, and you get the points for it. And her yellow removes the this uh, the, removes the team five, of tiles. five of the silver tiles, which are effectively worthless for powers. Um, well, the, yeah, they, I know they're not, but they are. Yeah, I never, they're, I never they're, they're not particularly useful because team of powers you have to win battles to be able to get team of powers. It's Let's random what team of powers you get. A lot of the team of powers are dumb. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and they're and, and they're single use. They're single use. And they're weak versions of, oh, right. of the power, and so it, it's just... So when you're going through a, a board or a, a trial, do you have, like, a leader and then helpers? You have, or, you have, no, you have, or you have, have three team of three. Team of three. And, and, and the way things work is whoever is strongest in the color you match, you do their level of damage for that color, and it puts okay. them to okay. the front, yeah. and therefore they will be the person to take damage the next time the team goes. Oh, okay. So, so you kind of have to plan So So, so if you yeah. think they're going to use an uber death power, you put you want your Back end who can recover yeah. hit points to take it, yeah. and yeah. then and then pulling back. And so the the level of recovery that you can do is so. Yeah. And the thing that really pisses me off about it, it's like I got Squirrel Girl randomly. Like she's like a three star, starts at level forty. I'm never gonna see another another cover of hers. Yeah, she's got a great power. I can I cannot level it up. I mean, unless I unless I start buying from the Taco Vault, which. <laughs> the taco vault. Yeah. No. De- Deadpool has a daily, and you can, you know, and if you do certain ones, uh, certain um, of his stages within his daily, you get um, a taco, either a savory or a sweet taco. Mm-hmm. And then there's a vault that is full of things that you can That's randomly you get, get in the taco with a savory or sweet taco. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is the vault is 300 items big. Yeah. Oh. Not right. all of those items are covers. Right. right. Um, so there's trash. Some, some, some of it is in-game currencies. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it are high-level covers. Mm-hmm. There is one legendary token, which gets you an uber-high-level cover. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of two-star covers. Yeah. A lot of two-star covers. I've maxed out all my two-star characters. I've not leveled them, but I have all of their powers. Because mm-hmm. I've been playing for 150 days and have everybody in it. Spent some money to be able to expand my roster so that I can play right, it off. Right. 
And yeah, it's just I, I've I've spent more money on that game than I should, but I enjoy playing it. Yeah, I enjoy playing it too. But I even just then, I use to give them money. And here's the other problem: is their matching schema is broke as fuck. I hmm. have been playing long enough that I've earned enough random legendary points that I was able to buy a legendary. Mm-hmm. And I got Silver Surfer. And he's, because he's a five-star character, he starts at 255. Well, now I have a character that's level 255, so they're matching me with people that have higher-level characters than the whole rest of my roster. <laughs> I have the one character, and, it, and it's skewing things badly. Um, now, they've, they've recently introduced something where once you've maxed out a character, both in uh, abilities that it can possibly have and leveled it to the maximum level you can have, you can spend an extra 5,000 of one of the in-game currencies to then take additional covers you get for that character and add a level to a new cap for each of the mm-hmm. um, okay. for each of the ranks. So basically, you can you can you can rank it up as though it were the next level rank character. So a uh, a two star can effectively become a three, a three can effectively become a four, and a four can effectively become a five. Now, what was this game called? Marvel, Marvel Puzzle Quest. Marvel Puzzle Quest. Okay. Now I'm a huge fan. Of the original Puzzle Quest, which was kind of a, a an uh, adventure or the Beast or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then they had a, a for for the 360, and I think it's on PC as well. Actually, I know it's on PC as well. And then they did an expansion on the 360, which made it even more broken. Hmm. And, and it, it's on the PS3 as well. I I, I have the expansion version. Well, let's just say that that once you start getting into making your own items and equipment, <laughs> it gets. It, it can get pretty awesome pretty fast. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And you can be yeah. If let's just put it this way, if you get if if you if you and I were playing Puzzle Quest mm-hmm. and I had my character and you had your character, if your character gets a turn, you better fucking kill me because you're not going to get a second. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Like I, I I literally built my stuff so that I will get a first turn kill. Mm-hmm. 80% of the time, and the only reason that I wouldn't is if I get a bad board run. Right. And uh, uh, the person that I played against the most, she built hers, her character along similar lines, and she got really mad because I, I ran through the game at level 17 because I didn't feel that I needed to level up my character mm-hmm. to beat the entire game and the expansion. Right. Level capped at fifty for the regular game and fifty and sixty for the for the other game. And I was beating her two times out of three when I was level seventeen. And that third time when she was beating me is because she got a really good roll. But she got a really good board on, on her first turn because she went first. And then I spent an, enough points on I raised my level to like thirty five on my character so that I could get enough points so that I could go first. Ah. And then she never <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> 